And welcome back to the Underpaid and Underqualified Podcast Show with your host, John Vince. Sorry for taking a quick hiatus just because we things came up. We took because, a vacation. Uh, we were sick of each other. Yeah. Even <laughs> though happens. like we don't we haven't technically seen each other for like almost a year. We're already sick of each other. Yeah, you know. This pot we're closer through this podcast than most brothers and married people are, I think. Would you agree with that? Distance is key. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like have you noticed that like the number of podcasts have just gone throughout the fucking roof ever since like quarantine happened? It's that's what people have said. Like, I have a friend that became like a streamer now on Twitch. Uh-huh. And she has like a thousand followers on Twitch now. So it's like great for you. Awesome. Hey, you want to play the game that I'm playing so we can like play together? Oh no, fuck you too. Never mind. Damn, that escalated quickly. <laughs> no, uh, no, she's doing wonderful. It's great. Um but no, there's <laughs> just in case she like, listens to this episode, you had to cover your tracks. Hey, I did ask her. I'm like, hey, can if we ever do play games together, I'm gonna plug in my podcast. She's like, sure, except the games that we play are very different. Yeah, fair enough. That's actually the company I work for. They kind of do gaming stuff, but that's neither here nor there. Um, no, yeah, going back to, uh, yeah, it just feels like, I don't know, I guess there's nothing else to do but start a podcast, but it feels like so many, like, comedians, I guess, more so, and just other people have started, like, virtual Zoom podcasts now that I see on YouTube and, like, Podbean all the time, but uh, I feel like we were, we kind of seem like we're in that niche, you know what I mean? Like, we just hopped on, but technically, we were there before all this started. They're biters. What's a biter? Trendsetter? Like copiers? Like they copied ah. us? Oh, never heard that term. No. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, do you remember that there was that podcast with Joel McHale and Ken Jung that was like a thing for like a few months? Oh, yeah. Wait, is this all a thing? The Darkest Timeline? Nah, they stopped after like Shaq. Shaq was like the last episode. <laughs> oh. I guess going out on a big note, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're originals. We made it to at least 50 episodes. That's pretty solid. So I think we we're entitled for a few weeks off um actually not so much that we thought we deserved a vacation we just really got busy that was honestly it (laughs) yeah so i was gone for a week for the uh lunar new year yep and i uh wanted to watch the super bowl (laughs) i don't know we kept like trying to find a time that worked like you would hit me up and I'd be like, eh, I can't really do that day. Can you do this day? And then you'd be like, eh, I can't really do that day. Can you do this other day? And I'd be like, eh, I can't really do this day. Can you do this other day? And it just went back and forth. And then we just kind of ended at a stalemate where it's like, all right. <laughs> and Like for a week, we just didn't talk about the podcast, you know? Pretty much. Yep. It's the best kind of communication. But we're here doing Thursday nights, which will have absolutely no influence to anyone else. I'm sure nobody gives a shit about that, but. Previously, we were doing Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, but now it's Thursday night. Oh, I'm still posting this on Sunday. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe they can hear the time of day. You know what I mean? Like you wake up in the morning, your voice sounds deeper. Do you ever feel that? You got morning voice? So for me, it's more like I I wake up more like with the drier throat. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh, shit, do I have COVID this time around? No, it's not. It's mostly just because my room is a little bit on the drier end. So I have like a diffuser thing, whatever I treat as a humidifier playing in the background now um but definitely this time around i've been drinking nice drinking like the booze japanese whiskey nice right on did you ever drink that stuff i gave you way back when because i uh was oh, yeah, late. i killed it <laughs> i mean like i wasn't it? a fan of it but i killed it <laughs> you dick this is always jaw's response yeah it's okay yeah hold on okay so this japanese whiskey is some my my girlfriend bought for me for christmas 
and shameless plug josh trying to show off he has a girlfriend oh yeah about that anyways moving on from that topic from our previous topics of me dying alone because of <laughs> dating apps so yeah so sh- it, it, i mean i was like honest with her and she knows it like i was i was like all right this is okay and she liked it and i was like eh, it's all right <laughs> and i was like honest with her i think your middle name should be eh, it's all right ja it's all right ma what can i say i'm an honest and blunt and realistic person who always sees the glass is not just half empty, but like 0.49% empty <laughs> or full. Cause then it'd I'm be a realist. Empty. Yeah. Do you I'm remember the, the first words that I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast. Do you remember when I ordered you that GoPro and I gave it to you or you like picked it up at uh, my place and the first words you texted me the next day? No, I actually don't remember. <laughs> I remember. Why is it not working? Or like, why is it so shitty? <laughs> like, no, thank you. No, I appreciate the consideration. Oh, this is awesome. Just why is it not working? <laughs> I probably said, I said, thank you when I first saw you. No, you didn't. I specifically remember because it was, you, Do didn't you know, I don't know. I, it's, been, it's been some time now, you know, <laughs> your memory might be a little foggy there. Jaw complains first and then thanks you later. <laughs> but no, I remember because I wasn't there and then you picked it up. And then the next day, then you texted me. You're like, why is it not working? <laughs> it's like uh god no appreciation but uh do you still use it the gopro i used it for japan i try to use it for my biking trips or like not trips but like my uh every now and then when i do go on a bike ride but the funny thing is that like the one time i actually got it going it didn't charge completely so it died like 20 minutes in um so outside of that i haven't had an opportunity to really use it as much as i'd like yeah yeah, that is the biggest con. I think the battery dies within like 20 minutes, it feels like. But I don't know. I use, I have a dual battery charger, so I just charge two batteries and have those as a backup just in case. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, for me, I was like, ah, I'm just going on a bike ride. One battery should be enough. I'll just charge the whole thing. And then I don't know what exactly. I forgot what happened, really. And it was disappointing, just mildly. Even though <laughs> I did really- like buy spares from you, like just in case, but obviously this didn't work this is fitting in with your brand jaw this is disappointing ma <laughs> well what can i say real world disappoints me yeah it happens man um how's your week been otherwise jaw um a lot of work less not too much school work but just more a lot of like i'm confused about school work work um yeah current events is depressing that should probably be a t- own podcast topic but we probably won't get into that yeah i have a feeling what you're referring to but i feel like if i even touch on it it's gonna kind of be like an ink stain on a white piece of paper oh man i didn't mean that to sound racial (laughs) i actually don't really understand that analogy well just saying the word white i mean just mean like it's so like serious that like this lightheartedness will like take a major like uh, turn for like serious you know what i mean yeah and definitely I am not mentally and emotionally prepared to discuss such topics. So we will keep on hand with the topic that we have already prepared. With that said, hey, Vince, how's your week going? How, have you, how are you doing? I, it's been a minute since I caught up with you. I know. Um, week's going good. Uh, I feel like the best way to say how you're doing is just talk about what TV you're watching. Um, so let's see. Let's just review. I've been watching a lot of comedy since the year started. You know, like 2020 is a real bummer. So why not start on a happy note? So Comedies I've been watching include Silicon Valley, a uh, real funny show, liked it a lot. Uh, the League, you know, I thought that was good preparation for the Super Bowl. Um, 
uh, Eastbound and Down, um, Master of None, and then now I'm currently watching a show called Nathan for You. Uh, have you watched any of those shows? Master of None, yes. Part of season one for Silicon Valley. Um, the League, every time I get that mixed up with the dating app, because the League, do you remember um, our, our coworker who was very on the flamboyant end? <laughs> yeah i think so yeah, I think was, he was, does he have a pizza named after his name yes yeah so like he was big on like and he was talking about the league before and he was talking about it and i was just like wait isn't it like an extreme vetting process because instead of facebook they look at your linkedin and they have to make sure that you're like employed and stuff like that and he was talking about it. I, I think he mentioned that like it wasn't like worth it or something i don't know yeah i actually had the league for a while oh no yeah, it was just weird it was like well, you know how like they usually sync up to your Facebook or whatever, like a like fun social media. This synced up to your LinkedIn, <laughs> and you like I don't know if everybody had this, but when I first logged on, you had to be on a waiting list. So it's basically saying like, yeah, you can't currently be on, but I don't know, wait a few months and maybe we'll let you in if we deem you worthy enough. And eventually it did happen just because I like had it, but just didn't check. But I don't know. It feels very snooty and uptight, but it doesn't feel like the payoff is really worth it. I don't know. I doubt I'd like, I doubt you're going to find that much more of a compatible soulmate by choosing the league. It only gave you like three options per day too, you know? So overrated. Yeah. So it's definitely tried to put itself like it's, it's, it's like elitism and stuff like that. And that's pretty much what I heard. I mean, like you obviously gave much a more um, detailed response. Like all I heard is it's more elitist LinkedIn and you, you're supposed to see a lot more professionals. Yeah, I think if your parents are lawyers and or doctors and really care about which college you went to, this is probably the dating app for you. This is probably like the, you know, people who are like, hey, I go to Harvard or like I go to USC. How'd you get it? Oh, my dad is alumni. Oh, my dad dropped 200K. That's yeah. them. Yeah. Or the people who like still wear their class rings or ever, ever actually cared about a class ring. <laughs> I think that's a good indicator. Oh yeah, I know. And people who still wear their Letterman jackets. Actually, no, those are probably the bottom tier. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish I could hate on people who still wear their Letterman jackets because that's just an easy target. But can't say I think that's an easy one that people know to avoid. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. To be honest, I really want my Letterman. I never got one. <laughs> For what? I heard about that. What sport? So, like in my high school track and field, like you would instantly make into varsity if you're like a junior. Damn, you because... did track and field. Yeah. Damn, this is so funny. I did track and field. Nice. Wait, you, well, I think we talked about this. You did uh, long distance, but uh, I did sprint. Damn, you did sprint? That's hard yeah. to picture. Well, okay. The thing is that, like, I wasn't the slowest, but at the same time, like, I was nowhere near, like, hey, let's use you for competition either. Uh, okay. So in the middle. Like, middle below. <laughs> uh, let's go with middle. Let's go with yeah, middle. Yeah, let's just ra- round up to the middle. Let's round up to middle. No, so... um. I I did that. I, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna do all four years. This is great. And then I first year I love the coach. Second year I hated the coach, and he was enough for me to say, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to be here anymore. Hey, fair enough. My coach, uh, we loved him. He uh he got fired for shaking a kid <laughs> in person. He put his hands on his shoulders and like shook him, and then the superintendent didn't like him and just happened to be nearby. So it that was it. Oof. Yep. But uh, going back to the TV show. So Silicon Valley, you watch season one. I recommend the whole series. Personally, I think it was really good. And I think you can obviously relate because working in tech, as 99% of people nowadays do. Oh, I don't yeah, know. 
Um, so it's definitely a show that's very relatable and like a lot of people can really get behind it because exactly what you said, it's because of tech. And it's like there's a lot of racial jokes involved in it just because it's like tech is very racially charged or race charged because a lot of the staff is of like Asian descent mm-hmm. or like the other half is either you're Asian or you're white and like hardly the other just because just statistically it's like that. What about Indian? I feel like, well, there was an uh, Kumail Nanjiani. He was on the show. He was one of oh, the no, main- I'm throwing that also in the Asian like category as well. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a funny show. Um, do you, you don't watch Nathan for you, right? I have no idea what that even is or heard of. Yeah, I feel like it slipped through the cracks for a lot of people, but it's kind of a cult thing. But, dude, I actually highly recommend it. I don't know. You might like it. It's uh, I'll just describe like a rough premise. So basically, essentially, it's kind of like uh, basically, essentially, um, it's like, you know, Gordon Ramsay, what he does, how he like picks a restaurant and like fixes them. Yes. Yeah. So it's that. Imagine somebody's doing that, but with like businesses and like trying to pitch slogans to fix their business except all the pitches that he thinks of are really shitty and really dumb. And he's an idiot. <laughs> he does like lightweight illegal stuff. And he like, it just, it, it's kind of like a mockumentary kind of like Borat a little bit, but I mean, it's all fake, but it just, it's, they like, they acted really well. There's a good sense of improv where you sometimes can't tell if it's real or fake, but it's definitely fake. And like one episode, there was like, for example, there was this antique shop that the business wasn't so good. So he came in and like proposed this idea to the antique shop. He said, they should be open all night long and they should have a, you break it, you buy it policy. And then his strategy was just lure drunk people late at night to come to the store. And he told them there was pizza in the back of the store. And he like told them they should wear sumo wrestler suits. So they're wearing sumo wrestler suits, drunk, trying to get to the back of the store in between these like super thin um, hallways and just knocking everything over. And like one guy had to pay for like $300 worth of stuff. <laughs> so good stuff. I lost jaw. So yeah, so for a second, I was like, oh, wait, is this actually a real thing? Because I was wondering, oh, is this something like in Jackass or something or in Practical Jokers? of like, hey, let me help out your business or something like that. Yeah, it's all fake, but I think they play it well enough. So you don't like obviously think it's fake. But I mean, you you can tell well enough it's fake, but they like do good acting. Nice. Yeah, I'd recommend it. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, you want to get in this topic? All right. So for today's topic, what did we talk? We talked about basic. It's a continuation. It's part three. Yeah, part trace. Part trace of, of new. Uh, philosoph- philosophical questions that may be in like kind of like a morally gray area. And it's like there's really no right or wrong answer to this unless you're very charged in one side. Yeah. And Open-ended so, questions with, that can be debated. Exactly. So how we're we going to start off? What are we going to start off with? Oh, the topic of what do you think is considered a sport, Vince? Um, you know, some people have talked about this. Uh, I I heard one person say, if nobody's like, if there's no defense on you, if nobody's like trying to stop you from doing something, then it's not a sport. So example, golf wouldn't be a sport. Um, running wouldn't be a sport. Track wouldn't be a sport because there's not somebody, but like basketball, football, soccer, that type of thing though those would like some people define it like that um i don't know i feel like everything that's a sport is officially a sport you know what i mean like the things people call sport. there's not like one sport out there that i would say like nah not a sport i don't know you feel differently Joe? 
It's interesting because it's like, I feel like it really depends how you define it and you have to be very specific, right? So like as a sport, basically like an object that you chase. So that would entail like hockey, certain track and field sports, basketball, like the big name stuff, right? But then it's like, well, you're, it's a competition. You're competing about somebody and then it takes some type of physical element to it. Cool. The underwater like knitting or basket weaving is a, is a sport by definition. Yeah, I think, well, that's funny, actually, you mentioned that, because, well, I think this kind of ties into, we were talking about Letterman jackets, like, do you, like, you know, there's some things that you can get a Letterman jacket for in high school that aren't sports, like, band or something like that, like, do you find that kind of bullshit? Oh, actually, that's a perfect tie-in, and that's actually a very good point. Yeah. No, that's stupid. I'm full of those, Joe, where have you been? Oh, it's like, yeah, I remember seeing people with Letterman jackets of like music and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you're in a varsity like orchestra. What? Yeah. I mean, that's obviously not a sport. There's no competition there. There's like levels that you can like, I mean, competitions you can play with other schools maybe, but like uh, nobody's going to call it a sport. But funny enough that we mentioned this actually in college, I actually had a roommate who, uh, like I thought everybody was on board with like band is not like a sport. So I was going on like a tangent about this and then he just jumped in and was actually super triggered and was like, you think, you think that's not hard? Try imagine like carrying all these equipment in the heat and you're wearing the suit, blah, blah, blah. And he was actually triggered. He was actually pissed off that I inserted that uh, band wasn't a sport. So I guess some people do believe it. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I marching band. Yeah, sure. It's physical. And there's like, battle of bands and stuff like that it's not a sport yeah okay a, go ahead do you have a definition of sports anywhere i feel like this would be helpful actually yeah i don't know let's look up the de- definition of define sports google i just wrote define google <laughs> all right define sports an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment hmm. wow that's a little trippy because tricky because I feel like by that definition, you could technically say like orchestra and band is a sport. That's true. But it's not. You know what I mean? So imagine competitive hardcore like orchestra. <coughs> Sorry, just choked on a podcast. It's really good for the podcast. But um, oh, my gosh, that sounds actually pretty legit. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. This is really good for the podcast. But uh, the closest thing I can think to orchestra being a sport is uh did you watch spongebob growing up <laughs> yes did you see the the band episode that's the one when they did the super bowl thing right yeah scream yes. victory yeah yeah no that's the closest thing to a sport anything else can fuck off <laughs> yeah it's weird and like i just put up like a list of like weird like sports right apparently underwater hockey is a sport all right wife carrying is a sport wife carrying Wife carrying. Caring born in Finland is self-explanatory. A man must carry his wife through an obstacle course as fast as he can. Hmm. Need I say more? All right. Yeah, I guess we're very like that would be an interesting topic. Like, what's the most obscure weird sports that we never even thought of? Well, here's another one. Extreme ironing. Like literal ironing, like the way that I think of it. No, you're pumping iron. No, it's like oh. <laughs> no, I was thinking like clothes. No, it's literally that. It's what is it? The latest dangerous sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity 
with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. Ironing boards are taken to virtually anywhere you can think of. Caves, forests, waterfalls, out on kayaks, and into New York City. And competitors, <clears throat> dot, 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 wait for it, iron. <laughs> the sport originated in Britain. What the fuck, Britain? No wonder we revolted. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, pre- yeah, that's pretty yeah. whack. Do they still play it? Does it say? Uh, no, it's just a brief summary, but I'm assuming yes. Like, I feel like that's totally a thing, especially now. It's like, oh, cool. You just go to the, the most remote part during quarantine and see, like, what you can do. Mm. Yeah, that's a really weird sport. Not even going to lie. Not even going to call it a sport. <laughs> I was I was just thinking, actually, when you said that, I feel like one good definition of sport is, can you say, can you play it? You know what I mean? You can't say, can you play ironing? Okay, I think these are two pretty good ones. Parkour, which is, like, very entertaining to watch, especially if we're watching, like, Oh, have you seen competitive tag? Uh, yeah, no, that is actually really cool. The stuff where they're like in obstacle courses and they're like jumping all through shit. Yeah, no, it is like, I swear, if I were to do that just for like 15 seconds, I would probably trip, fall, and eat my teeth hitting on the <laughs> concrete. Yeah, they make it look so easy, too. That everyone's just like doing backflips like on a whim, like super graceful. Oh, my gosh. So like, that's the thing is like, what is a sport? Is that a sport? And the next one I would say is... um chess boxing now that's a real sport what is chess boxing all right so as its name suggests chess boxing is a hybrid of chess and boxing matches alternate between two activities and can last up to 11 rounds with wins determined by knockout or checkmate in the event of a tie during chess the match is determined by the number of points earned during boxing if the fight ends in a tie the winner is the combatant using the black pieces in chess so basically, it's like every round you go like two minutes boxing, and then you go like X amount of minutes on chess, and then you go back and forth at that. Hmm. Wow. And so it's like it's not only like a physical sport, but it's also a mental sport as you're basically getting concussed. That's very interesting. I think I've heard the term, but I never knew that's what it was. I thought it, it couldn't be that simple of literally combining chess and boxing, but apparently so. But this also begs a good question that I was meaning to bring up chess i think i feel like when they talk about the olympics that's always like who is just gonna be in the olympics you know what i mean that's always like the thing people say so you don't consider chess a sport right no fuck exactly that. and you don't you don't think it like you would think it's kind of bs if it did make it to the olympics right please don't make it into the olympics <laughs> well okay so like i have a friend that's super into rock climbing right and that's that it's basically is a hobby and documentary and, and all that craze and millennials do it because they're we're all basic bitches um but now it's like people are excited because now it's a it's a competitive sport in the olympics it was supposed to be i think debut in uh tokyo uh, olympics this year chess was supposed to be debuted in tokyo olympics rock climbing oh sorry rock climbing huh okay yeah, you so know like is that a sport so all this stuff like rock climbing, basically all the stuff you feel like like you would see GoPro people do, like water skiing or like snowboarding. I feel I feel pretty comfortable calling those action sports. You know what I mean? Skateboarding, skiing. Oh, like the X know, Games. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and also like I don't know, kayaking and like windsurfing, surf, regular surfing. You know, stuff like that. I feel like that's doesn't feel like traditional sport. I feel comfortable calling it action sports. Would you agree? Have you ever watched Dodgeball? The movie? The movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, of course. Have you ever heard of ESPN The Ocho? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so 
ESPN Ocho is where ambiguous sports live. No, it's literally like it was like the joke where you know how like there was ESPN one, two, and three, then ESPN U for university and stuff like that. No, yeah. ESPN A was basically like the whole play on like the dumbest sports on here. So dodgeball was hosted on there. And it's funny, I think ESPN ran with that later on. They have like every now and then they have ambiguous sports being played as well. So you have like people like whatever they may be, right? On the Ocho. So like I think like professional what is on the Ocho? I remember, oh, okay, I think yeah. like professional like wiring, like I, electrical wiring. I do remember this from the movie now. I had to look it up. I haven't seen that movie in like 10 plus years, but it is a great movie. But now I remember Jason Bateman and uh, Gary Cole. <laughs> they were the commentators. Yeah, I, I swear. I've seen people like do a competitive like wiring. Oh my gosh. I think there's the whole competitive like, um, what's that thing where frats drink in front of their lawn and they throw the bing bag? Oh, uh, Cornhole? Cornhole. Professional Cornhole. Uh, axe throwing. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, spike ball. You know, it's a sport. Rugby. I feel like there's certain things you just like hear and your instant gut reaction is that's a sport, right? That's a sport. Yeah. But all these other- eating is on the Ocho. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like going through the list. No, that's funny. Well, hamburger and that's a good quote. Oh, 50 years from now, is that going to be in the Olympics? What do you think? Johnsonville brought eating world championship is on the Ocho. Yeah, actually, hot dog eating is more common than hamburger eating, huh? Anyways, no. So going back on your question, you just asked, like, hamburger eating on the uh, on It's a July 4th thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 50 years. I don't know. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but you never know. But. What do you think about ping pong? That's another one. All right. Okay. The level of like, like technique, aim, precision, and physique required for it is, I think it's up there because that ball thing flies like no other, right? And you're, you have them slamming it and the amount of technique required to also slam it back. That takes talent, that takes skill, and that takes practice. So I understand. Mm-hmm. That I think it has a bigger claim as an argument over competitive. What the fuck is Golden Tee World Championship? What, mini golf or something? No golf etiquette required for this arcade classic. Funky dressed avatars rule the leaderboard, and a 450 yard acre rule the links. Anything's possible with a flick of the wrist and an unmatched ability to smash the backspin button. It's a video game competition. Mm. which then again then like espn is also broadcasting video games as a competition oh marbles <laughs> i feel like you're just like spitballing whatever you see right now it's making very incoherent sentences <laughs> it's literally on the same list all right what about uh what's that winner thing that's uh i always forget the name it's like they have brushes and they're like gliding super like slowly i wanted to say that and i was hoping that you knew the name so then you can bring it up but now that you're bringing it up and i don't know the name this isn't helping yeah it's like fencing hold up i'm gonna look at a winter it's not sh- uh, curling curl yeah that's it yeah that's yeah. funny we were close to it too yeah so curling. like that's a thing yeah like I don't know. Like, I think, like I said, there's certain things you just hear and you have a gut reaction. That's a sport. I think ping pong, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we both didn't have that gut reaction. We had to think about that one. And you're seeming like you're on board with it being a sport. 
Well, I mean, the thing is that I'm Chinese, and that's a freaking sport. <laughs> Anything with a freaking ra- uh, 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 racket or paddle is a sport. Remember that movie Balls of Fury, like 10 yes. plus years ago? Yes. <laughs> that's, re- that's really what did it for you, huh? Well, I mean, the thing is that, like, if you, okay, if you look, there was a joke where look at how diverse ping pong is in the Olympics or the world championship for ping pong. And you see a hell of Chinese people like from Germany, from all these different European countries, America, they're all like Chinese people. And they let the one token non-Chinese person and everyone's like, you know, he's going to get destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's a stereotype. I'm looking at the balls of fury movie trailer because it's been a while and I'm seeing Christopher Walken in Asian attire and I'm just thinking like, would he get canceled for this today? I don't know. Is this appropriation? It's funny because like when he's like the game of ping pong as spoken in Chinese ping pong. And I'm just like, fuck, it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no factual inaccuracy there. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess I feel like we really don't have a strong conclusion. We're just like, eh, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is that it depends on who you like talk to and who you piss off, right? So going off with your your friend, it's like, hey, if you say band isn't a sport, he will probably cut you with a rusty screwdriver. Yeah, he wasn't really a friend. I should probably caveat that. Just a roommate. <laughs> oh, okay. Your uh, your colleague, your roommate. Yes. If yeah. you say that, he won't cut you. And I'd then, say, yeah. And I'd like, say that's the minority opinion, though. I feel like most people would disagree with that, but yeah, you find those people occasionally. And then you see like gamers now, like if you tell them like, oh no, gaming isn't like a, a sport and they'll be like, yeah, well, the $2 million cash prize pool, not including sponsorship says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're just old. I think that's really what we're learning. We're just old and we can't accept these youngins and their new sports. We're old and narrow-minded. Exactly. Proudly. Right. Um, okay. Here's the last one I'll end it on. Cause I think this is a very more generic one. Uh, doing a callback to your high school sport, track and field, running, cross country, sport, not a sport. I think so, just because like the amount of effort, the the level of physique. Like if we're just talking about traditional sports where it, it requires physique or whatever, it's up there. Yeah, I did always joke because I still run. Like fun fact, trying to go for a thousand one hundred eleven miles this year. We'll see, but. Uh... I mean, from doing it and like from running as much as I do and like have done for the past couple of years, I don't know. It, it just really feels like sometimes I can't call this a sport. Like, I guess if you do it competitively and you're like doing it like at actual races, it feels like more of a sport. But, you know, I'm almost hesitant to call it a sport, even though I did it in high school, too, and like do it a lot just because. I just feel like it needs a little more of a layer, you know what I mean? It can't just be running. It needs something else, you know? Mm hmm um that's the that's the the funny thing of um i remember in track and field we had something called fat man relays and it's basically the people who competed in shot put or discus throws basically compete yeah we had a similar thing too that's pretty funny oh yeah i know everybody was excited for that it's like oh my event is over i could technically go home but we were told there were fat man relays today (laughs) i'm not going home Yeah, I'd stay for that. One time I had a sub in for, I never did. You ever do, uh, what's the, uh, fuck, what's the thing called where you jump over hurdles? Uh, wait, was there a name or is it just basically hurdles? No, that was it. I'm pretty sure. Just hurdles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What yeah. about it? 
Yeah, one time they were like down a person and my coach just like threw me on, even though I'd never done it before. It was so bad. I was like hopping over. I like I like took like three three additional seconds wasted every time I'd go over a hurdle just because I'd never done it. So I wasn't like doing it like close to the hurdle at all. It was literally like hopping like a goddamn bunny. How to settle for failure and pain and therapy for years to come. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Nobody gave a fuck. But yeah, for normal lesser people, I'm sure that would do it, but I'm just too tough. Oh, what my hero. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next topic. Yeah, next topic. Um, all, right. all right, so this is definitely going to be a little bit more diff- a little bit more heavy, but this is one of the meat and potatoes of this topic or this discussion, whatever. Nature versus nurture. Yes. All right, moving on. No, that's um, my answer. Yes, just yes to everything. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. You know, it's funny. I actually couldn't remember. I thought part of me thinks we did this before. <laughs> Danger Virtues, uh, or maybe we just talk about it in different capacities, you know, like it's come up for other debates. But of course, I didn't want to mention that till we actually do the podcast to just show how professional we are. But, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I might have stated this opinion before. Basically, I always say if you have to pick one, I mean, my general spiel is they're both extremely important and have an extremely essential influence on everyone every single human being but if i have to pick one i go nature and uh reason for that is just studies you know that you see in college of where uh, identical twins were separated at birth and have no influence or exposure raised in completely different surroundings and still um end up like really similar when they're reunited and like scarily similar in different ways so uh that's just kind of one example of why i go nature i think it's both and I'm going to cop out to that because like, it's kind of like similar to what you say and similar to like sold the movie that we discuss on this podcast, for some reason, Spotify won't have our podcast for whatever damn reason. I still don't understand, but I have yet to follow up. Um, might be the copyrighted images. Oh, that's probably okay. Moving on. Um, <laughs> we just reveal everything on the podcast. We don't do any off, off camera thinking. Anyways, it's external processing. Um, with so you have people that are like, for some reason, they're just ingrained to do whatever they're doing, right? They're going to be built a certain way, and then you can explain it ten ways to Sunday or whatever. I don't know the phrase. They're going to be adamant in their beliefs, whether and so, for example, like different people in their political party beliefs. Like you can explain to them one. Uh, you can explain the most rational way as possible, but they're going to hold steadfast to it. And so similar to what you're saying, it's like with twins, you have somebody that's separated, but then they're always going to be like as such. And so you can try to train them other ways, but then you, so for example, like people raised in different households, you have a kid that may be raised in a uh, loving household, but they turn out to be absolute delinquents and pieces of shit. But then you also have kids that are like raised in terrible households, but they're absolute saints and they're good kids. And but then also you have the same result as well, like kids in bad households will still will come out as bad. And so when people say like, is it nature versus nurture? I think, yeah, no, a lot of it is nature. But then for some people, like if they aren't hold fast to their beliefs, they can I think they can come out as um, which we call it um, nurture like to a degree you can like train out the or like nurture out the whatchamacallit behavior yeah i'd say 
I think everybody would agree both are important. You know what I mean? I haven't met a single person who says like it's 100% to zero, but uh, I think everyone just disagrees on the proportion. So let's go with some proportions. Like what would you say comparing the two ratio wise? 60, 40, 60, 40, 60 nature. I think 60 nature and then okay. 40% nurture. Hmm. All right. I wouldn't be too far off. I might just go 70, 30. Or 75, 25. But like always, I don't have a lot of strong research to back that up. It's more just a gut feeling that I go with, kind of like everything we do on this podcast. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people like to make that argument too about like your environment really influences you. And like, I think like a show like The Wire really influenced, like, I think that's, you never watched The Wire, right? I think I'm getting it mixed up with the like, uh, article news thing called the wired which is like i think like a tech thing <laughs> yeah no that's totally different but i think one of the main themes of that show is just kind of like you're very much like if you're born into not a great situation it's very hard to get out of it and you're pretty much that's gonna be like why you turned out the way you did um so i think there are a lot of cases where you can definitely say that like your nurturing is like the bigger determinant on who you came if you know it depends on the specific household you grew up in and i think a lot like i think the thing is like during your childhood what happens to you is very essential because i mean like how many people later talk about like taking out their childhood in the things that they do later in life you know what i mean like and they have to go to therapy to figure out why the issues they're having are like unresolved things from their childhood right yeah yeah so yeah i don't know also yeah i don't know it's a deep topic i got nothing you got anything else for this i feel like when i first wrote it down on this document i had so much more to say but i can't think of it but the only name that comes to mind right now is sigmund freud oh yeah the, the you know the psychology of just subconscious everything is about sex <laughs> And penis envy. I remember being an immature 17-year-old thinking that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> penis envy. <laughs> you know. Wait, what did you study again in college? Psychology. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah. tell me about Sigmund Freud. Is it literally just about sex? The biggest thing I remember is he had a casual cocaine habit. They specified he wasn't addicted. It was a casual habit. <laughs> and for a person in college, that was mind-blowing to know that somebody could have that. Um, <laughs> That's so I don't know. I don't know. Sigmund Freud. I mean, a lot of people don't No, I feel I haven't met someone who really fully agrees with them, but the basic premise is, you know, just the like sub the subconscious urges are very much what dictates your actual behavior. Um, a lot of that's hard to get behind, you know, like, because I feel like, like, personally speaking, this is super anecdotal and just about me, but like, I don't have a lot of things that I do that I can't explain. You know what I mean? I can explain them and caveat that they may not make sense to other people, but I can at least explain them, you know, and for a lot of what Freud is saying is based on the idea that like things you're doing that maybe you can't explain or understand are based on, you know, the subconscious. And that's why you can't understand why you're doing that more explained than people. I don't know. Do you feel like you do things you can't understand? I feel like I can explain everything I do. Yeah. Okay. And then here's my question. Um, what about people that are just assholes? Like, are they natural assholes or are they assholes because of their environment and if so can you train them out of it and go and this can go extend as far as like people who are on death row who have inherently like 
murdered without compassion. And so it's like, if it's based on their nature, then that kind of opens the whole can of worms of like, there is such thing as pure natural evil. Yeah, no, that's a very good caveat. I think a few different thoughts there. So I think that's a very good point to bring up too. As far as the pure evil thing, I think pure evil gets kind of, uh, kind of an overlap uh, correlating factor with pure evil is just being um, antisocial, having antisocial personality disorder or um, what's the other fucking term? Psycho being a psychopath where you just, yeah, being where you just don't feel empathy. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the killers end up being that way. Cause for obvious reasons, if you can't understand or empathize with what somebody's feeling, you're going to do harsh things just cause it amuses you. And it's like, it's almost like the science of, what can you do in life and what are other people's reactions when you can't actually feel anything, you know? So I think that characteristic is more associated with evil per se. And then that is, that isn't so much like a biological thing. I think that's due to imbalances in the brain. Like, do you know the difference between antisocial and psychopath? Someone who just can't feel feelings and the other one, it just doesn't like to be around people. Uh, close. So that's actually a misconception. A lot of people think antisocial means you don't like talking to people. They actually both describe the same thing where you don't, um, where you can't feel what people are feeling. Antisocial it means that too, but the difference is psychopath being a psychopath means you're born with it. And it's like an actual imbalance in the brain where from day one, you like can't empathize with people and being antisocial means it's the same thing where you can't empathize, but instead of being born with it, it's something you acquire from like living over time. Well, that's the thing that, that brings up a funny topic is if a person is like born with a psychopathy, then if they were to, let's say, kill somebody, is that wrong? Are we punishing a person because of just their pure basic nature in that sense? Or like the concept of pure evil of, uh, was it, which one of the Manson person thingy that did the cult and killed people? That was Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Like somebody like, I think people without a shadow of a doubt can agree that he was the closest thing, at least on a superstardom level, to evil. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a very good point. I think, I think probably, I mean, that's the go-to. Anytime anyone's ever uh, convicted of killing someone or does a crime like really a terrible crime like that, I think the lawyer who's defending them pretty much, I don't know, I would assume like nine times out of ten goes for the insanity plea, right? If they can. Yes. Because it just seems like a cop-out. It's like, oh, he's crazy. It's not his fault. He's crazy, you know, but I don't know. Speaking of which, Charlie Manson, dude, that guy freaks me out. Do you know the whole story with that guy? I know he had like a whole cult thing and then with harems and something about persuading his uh, family to go and kill like their actual families. Yes, exactly. That's the scariest thing to me. That makes me like not even want to listen to a thing he said. You know what I mean? Like, goddamn, if he can convince people to kill for him, like that's just with words like fuck you know what i mean and that kind of scares this is definitely a tangent that's scary is um people who are uh, like prison brides who oh my gosh i'm so infatuated with this person i want to literally marry this person yeah and they end up like writing to them and then these people who are like death row inmates or like have committed the worst possible crimes get um convicted uh like they get brides yeah that happened to charlie manson too didn't it didn't he have like a bride till he died yeah i think all the famous ones do yeah that's insane and it's crazy yeah i don't know yeah it's like 
I think the the part of the problem too is you know do you know what the DSM is? That's not BDSM, right? <laughs> no, that's we should weave that in here somehow though. <laughs> what psychology makes you get into BDSM? Um, is this Sigmund Freud? Damn, we're proving him right. <laughs> I don't know. We should have a top podcast topic on BDSM. You know how we were trying to think of that topic that I couldn't remember that I brought up. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Just BDSM. Definitely. All right, can't wait. Um, no. I was going to say, um, fuck me. God damn. Oh, DSM. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's basically a book that defines what constitutes an illness. You know what I mean? And it's always changing. So like, it's, I don't know, maybe every year or two, they come out with a new version and then that changes things from previous versions and either excludes certain things as being no longer, you know, indicative of being mentally ill or it includes new things. So it's like, it's kind of hard to get an official trace. You know what I mean? I almost feel like there's no truth. I think it's definitely difficult um right now to identify that is that like um i mean not to knock on your degree but but like with the whole psychology thing it's it's kind of weird where it's well let's define it this way but at the same time it's like neither right nor wrong but then we can also still categorize it but then it's like people still study a lot of these famous psychologists but over time it's like okay well no we move past that yeah and it's like kind of just like trying to make sense of something that's it's like putting labels on something so abstract to try to understand it but justifying and saying i am right about it yeah it is interesting when you compare like the major like figures of psych and all their different ideas like 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 another big one is the idea of like the id versus the ego versus the superego do you know about that oh my gosh i totally studied this at some point in probably like (laughs) english but i don't remember yeah, it is basically supposed to be like your baseline desire. So like if you ever hungry, you ever like want something like just immediately without any like conscience for it, that's your id. Your ego, your super ego is the person that you like want to be. So like right, the complete opposite of all your baseline urges, it's like how you want to be seen by people and your most kind of like, I guess you could say either narcissistic or like uh egotistical moments and then the ego is the midway between the two the balance is both you know what i mean so for me that's like a style that kind of makes more sense to me than you know freud and other people you know that does make sense it's pretty clear yeah i don't know because i feel like everybody can relate to at least i mean some people more than others but you feel like you probably have like i don't know you have an id side and you like you have a more id self and then you have the super ego self right i just have depression (laughs) I'm going to laugh because that sounded too depressing to uh, awkwardly <laughs> acknowledge. No, but yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people, unless you're, you have psychopathy, right? Uh, we discussed before, will have a degree of like how they perceive themselves, how they want themselves and their basic instincts. Yeah. Oh, like the movie with Sharon Stone, Basic Instincts, which is basically <laughs> about sex, which is Sigmund Freud. I didn't see that movie. Was it a good one? I liked it. Because of the one scene? No, but I just thought it was really cool because it's like, it, it really does go back onto basic instincts and like kind of justifying it and how um, somebody can be controlled by just that. Huh. Oh, okay. That's funny. I never actually thought of the movie behind that scene because that scene is just so <laughs> memorable. That's the only version of that, you know, the Bernie meme that was going around for like a month? Yes. That's the only version I liked when somebody put Bernie's head on Sharon Stone's body. <laughs> oh, wow. So disturbing. But uh, okay, one other, one last caveat I want to say from thinking about this more, 
even though I do think nature is the bigger thing, there are definitely cases I can think where like friends and people I know have had parents who are very irresponsible and very like, I don't know, just not good parents. And then they've specifically told themselves, like, I don't want to be like that. So I'm going to like do the opposite. And I think from knowing them closely, they, they like don't even seem at all similar to their parents. So yeah, that's what makes it hard. You know what I mean? It's not like there is a one solution fits all. It's just like anything. I think my my conclusion is people are complicated. Okay, I can definitely get by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of goes back to my point is that like trying to make sense of something that is so much more complex. Yeah, that's kind of what bugs me. I feel like not to get too uh, political and talk about society, but part of cancel culture that bugs me too is when all these people are getting canceled for like them at their worst moments, you know what I mean? But it's like, are we like, can't we like look more like at an accurate representation of a person sometimes? Like, yeah, they did one bad thing, but did they also do some good things? Or there are some good people who have done some worse things that we just don't know about? You know what I mean? I just hate the like one moment reflecting your whole life because mm, people are I complicated. See. Makes sense. I see. Yep. All right. All right. Next topic. <laughs> On to a lighter topic. All right. Probably the last one for the evening, unless we think of some more gray area philosophical questions. Subbed or dubbed? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just I think three is a good number. All right, so subbed or dubbed? Um, depends. Well, the only thing I can think of is the TV show that I obsessed over, Dark. Uh, so you did? Did you watch it dubbed? I watched it both, depending on how I felt. So I did start out as subbed. But then halfway through, I'm like, all right, this is a really slow pace. I need to do something on the side. Then I switched over to uh, dubbed. Hmm. Okay. So dark. I actually thought the dubbed version wasn't too bad. But watching, I think if possible, it is, it's like, okay, bottom line, I think subbed. Subbed's the way to go, probably. <laughs> but the dubbed version of dark didn't bug me. But like watching the subbed version there is a sense of you're watching the most authentic version of this. You know what I mean? Even if it's in a different language and um, yeah, I go subbed. What about you? Honestly, I'm pretty okay with dubbed because, and I'm going to be burned at the cross for this is, is that. So when it comes to anime, it's basically like people who watched it, watch an anime dub, uh, who watch it subbed, think that people are dubbed are peasants and which is to a degree i think it's that like because they're like wait why would you ever listen to this when it sounds so awkward and like some just your reactions just kind of don't fit and so there's a lot of animes that you watch so for example like uh naruto or bleach so super popular animes that people have watched mm -hmm. and people probably still rewatch now and one is actually getting a pseudo reboot is is that people hate the voice acting for english but they're okay with it in japanese but then there's things like dragon ball where i know we talked about it before where you're a big fan of like i guess the the sub version but i'm a big fan of the dub version because for me it doesn't feel like i'm listening to goku who's like to me at this point in japanese is nails on a chalkboard so disrespectful to nasago mozawa I am so sorry. And like I said, I'm going to be burned at the cross for this opinion. Yeah. And the thing is that like, also for me is I, I like to watch content and also play something on the side, like a video game or like be able to like 
uh, do the dishes or something like that. And so like my housemate has been giving me shit about how like, oh, you're watching this like dub. And I'm like, dude, I'm like washing dishes or like the stove is literally in the opposite direction of the TV. I can't exactly watch and like cook at the same time. Yeah. So like, I, I would like to hear the voice in the background without me having to like turn around, especially all they're doing is just dialogue. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I totally agree. I think that's partly why I watched Dark in uh, the dubbed version, because um, when I first started watching it, anytime I watch TV, I never like fully watch TV. I'm always like on my laptop or doing something else, you know, so I'm kind of multitasking just because I feel like if you fully commit to watching TV, especially if you're binging a lot of TV, it really feels like you're just wasting kind of your day if that's only what you're doing. So if I have my laptop in front of me when I watch TV, I can like kind of bullshit myself that I'm maybe I'm multitasking and doing something productive. Um, so because of that, I started listening to English, uh, the English dub version. But I think for me, part of it too is like, you got accustomed to like voices. You know what I mean? Like growing up with Dragon Ball, I think part of the reason correct me if i'm wrong part of the reason you like the anime that you watched like with the english dub is because of the nostalgia would you say or no i mean i just started out first right and so like another argument that i would like to make is like whatever you start off first is probably what you're going to resonate with yeah so i used to think that too i used to actually completely support that dragon ball is actually the thing that changed me because i grew up with like you know the same dub that you saw and uh funimation everything but uh, then when Dragon Ball Super came out years later, you know, when we're adults watching that, I it would always come out in Japan first. So I would naturally want to watch it ASAP once it came out. So I'd be watching it in Japanese. And then I just got used to the Japanese voices. And now that's like the dub I way prefer. And like I listen to the English dub of the Dragon Ball Super episodes and it sounds like so cartoonish and kind of terrible <laughs> to me. So I don't know. I'm just a contradiction, Ja. I'm sorry. How dare you? No. Um... I mean, like, I was watching a, um, so I was watching two brand new animes and that came out like in the fall of last year. One is called God of High School. Uh, I'm watching, I'm watching them both on HBO Max and they only come, uh, dubbed. And so, God of High School, I'm watching it and I'm like, this is pretty, there's a couple of characters where I'm like, this is pretty bad. Please stop talking. Please stop <laughs> talking. I wish there's a Japanese version. Your, your, your voice is so bad enough where, like, I will pay attention to the anime just so I don't have to listen to your voice. Um, but then there's another one that I watched was a uh, Jujutsu Kaisen where it's like, oh, wow, I really enjoy everyone's voice and everyone like, I think completely matches the character. Whereas like other times it's like, oh, this feels off. So, uh, I think over time people have like improved on the casting and stuff like that in the past where it's like, it may have been difficult. I know probably one that people have watched. It's a classic as Cowboy Bebop. I think we, you watched that as well recently or yeah. last summer. Mm -hmm. I think watching that dub was okay. Yeah, no, that's a good example. I think there's other like YouTube reviewers and like anime people who have notoriously said that has both like one of the best soundtracks and the English voice acting is like a lot of people think it's superior to the original. Yeah, so I think it really depends. And it's, but if you're going to ask me on any given day, I'll probably be like, yeah, I don't mind dubbed. And then I'll probably get like slandered after that. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. My baseline, I think I think how I would say it is if you have the time, like if you are able to sit down and watch a show and you're not like multitasking and doing shit or like you said, doing dishes or whatever, doing chores, I'd always go subbed because I think part of it too, it's kind of like you want to fully experience a thing 
and this is a whole nother tangent, but I think language in a weird way influences like humor and influences the way you think just because, you know, when you're pronouncing certain words, like it kind of influence the humor can be influenced because certain words and like the way words are formulated might just sound funnier. And, you know, sometimes things are like humor might be lost in translation and outside of humor, other things could be lost in translation, just kind of cultural things, just kind of stick with it. So if you're watching it, sub you kind of are fully engraced in the culture and like really you're not getting like a bootleg version you're getting the full accurate version of how it's presented so it's kind of like a cool learning experience and kind of different experience than i don't know the 10th rerun of seinfeld or friends <laughs> that's usually on our cable news but um or cable networks but uh if you don't have the time then totally makes sense obviously to do subbed because then you know you just if you got a multitask it's not a huge deal and you can get used to those voices too. Like when watching Dark, I got used to the dubbed voices and I thought they were fine. I know you thought they were terrible, <laughs> but I was okay with them. Um, but yeah, so bottom line, I'd go dubbed if you have the time, but if you don't have the time, then I'm sorry. I go subbed if you have the time. If you don't have the time, dubs understandable. All right. Yeah. So I know definitely, I don't have exactly the most popular opinion, but I think people can definitely get by your opinion more so. That's usually how it goes, right, Joe? Mm, agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> you know, there's a podcast called Taste Buds, and it's literally two guys like us just debate food. <laughs> so it'll be like peanut butter and jelly versus uh, grilled cheese or like pancakes versus waffles. Should we have something like that? I don't know. I feel like we'd be copying it if we did it now, but <laughs> we kind of we kind of originally talked about doing that, but then we got too lazy to ever follow up. Crust or no crust? Uh, gonna go no crust. Pussy. Anyways, um, <laughs> just gets wasted. I don't know. Do you eat it? Wait, you say crust or no crust? I said no crust. Oh, no crust. Yeah, I eat it. Well, I mean, I will just to not waste it, but I don't enjoy it. What about no. pizza crust? You eat pizza crust? Oh, I do not. Mm, no do crust. you? Uh, depends on my mood. If I'm hungry, I'll eat it, but. If I'm not that hungry, I'll probably waste it like an a-hole. Okay, so for me, it's like it's tasteless, but then like on moments where it's like, okay, you know what? I only have like a couple pieces. This is like <laughs> a party. Somebody under like brought food or something like that, or they brought uh, only a pineapple pizza and I'm stuck with only like a few options, then yeah, I think I would like end up eating the crust solely on like I'm hungry, right? Yeah. But if I can not to eat the crust, then yeah, no. Yeah. That's another good debate. Pizza with pineapple. Yay or nay? Nay. All right. We agree on that one. <laughs> That's always my bullshit. Like anytime you have to like, you know, like whenever you start a new job or like, I don't know, new group or anything, people like ask you to introduce yourself. That's always like, I include that in some way that I don't like pineapple on pizza because it always gets people going. It's interesting. No, yeah. It's, it's, um, there's some people who do strongly feel about it. And there's like a good chunk of other people who do not feel strong, like hate it. Yeah. I used to think that it was the majority opinion that it sucks, but now I feel like it's the minority opinion that it sucks. More and more people love it. They're wrong. <laughs> exactly. All right. Last quit or uh, let's see. What was the fuck? I was going to think of something. Pancakes or waffles. Hmm. That's a tough one, actually. Yeah, they're both delicious, right? 
I feel like pancakes because I do enjoy like the syrup and the butter because it really goes down easier than like waffles, which requires chewing. But there's also like people have made like matcha or chocolate, like what you call it, waffles, which make it really good because it's really good crispy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it really depends. So you're gonna say it depends on your mood, or you're gonna pick depends one? on my mood. Damn, tiebreaker vote, or uh, I don't know what you call that tie tie vote. Anyways, um, I probably go pancakes. Why? I don't know. I just feel like, well, it might I might be influenced by my upbringing, but I ate uh, egos for I don't know probably half of my childhood, like nine years. It felt like. So I might just kind of be over it. You know what I mean? I feel like when pancakes happened, that was like you're balling out. You know what I mean? Waffles were a little more of the Monday through Friday casual breakfast food you can eat. But pancakes, that was like, it's Saturday. We got some extra time. We're going to fucking ball out. Get that syrup. Get the butter. We're going, you know? Down and there. Oh, okay. I definitely had egos. Definitely did enjoy it. Especially when they had the chocolate shit. Yeah, no, that was that's actually how I found out about it. Do you remember that commercial back in the day? I just remember the commercial was Lego Lego my waffles or whatever, and then just like blew up. I remember distinctly there was a commercial of like this old family who had a dog that was like muddy, came from outside, and then the dog like shook his hair, and then the mud got on the waffle, and then the old guy was like, Oh, what's with these chocolate flavored waffles? And then the wife was like, Chocolate flavored waffles, that sounds delicious, and then she like I don't know, makes it an idea and makes a bunch of money off it or something like that happens. And that's literally what made me as a kid want to buy chocolate Eggos. And then that's the first, that was my gateway drug into Eggos and waffles. Yeah, no, I do not remember that, but I do remember asking my mommy for uh, Eggos uh, and was really happy when I finally got them. (laughs) There you go. We had similar childhoods. It's almost like we're similar people, huh, John? 90s babies. Yep. (laughs) You were born in 92, right? Yeah, we're born in the same year. You're the monkey? Woo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was Chinese New Year, wasn't it? Yep. You're the ox. You're the ox. Last year was the year of the rat. We'll see yeah. what happens this year. <laughs> Too exciting. But uh, I don't know. Got any other things we should address? I feel like we hit we had some pretty important topics, right? Uh, stay safe. Keep wearing your mask. Everyone's getting vaccinated. Uh, make sure you're checking on your friends because I know a lot of people are really um, – feeling it especially if you happen to have friends there which we call it kids or like you happen to have your own kids take care of them because they're probably hating it here like depression is kind of a big deal nowadays so yeah have lots of unprotected sex uh use a lot of unprotected needles that you haven't seen before and uh it's all you can really hope for you know uh you know when you go to which we call it the um tenderloin area of san francisco yeah pick those up that's the best place to go actually and Bart, anywhere on Bart. Remember those people that would sit on seats with needles sticking up? Ugh, good times. Oh my gosh, I remember such a controversy behind like somebody getting stabbed. And she's like, yeah, for the next year, I have to monitor, see if I get HIV. Yeah, I remember that too. Now she would probably know. Now it's been at least a year. I should look on that again. I'm yeah, curious. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good, I feel like this is a solid episode. I feel like this is a unique episode. You know, we have a unique energy. It's a little more chill. It's a little more like, eh, just after work, let's chill. Mostly just because I've been drinking. All right, you should drink more before a podcast. <laughs> I've found out that I'm a happy drunk. <laughs> That's good. You get Asian glow? Uh, I've been told yes and no. Like, seriously, I've been told yes and no. From what I rec- can recall of the few happy hours we had at Twitter, I think I do recall you seem to have a glow. 
probably but usually when i do have like when people say like hey you have a glow it's like it's really hot in here and then when when i ask people hey do i have a glow it's like no cool because it didn't feel hot i don't know i really don't know i just say yes or no at this point Mm. i get pretty red too so i guess i got the caucasian glow (laughs) hey all right anyways thank you for listening to the underpaid underqualified thank you for bearing with us for our hiatus see you soon stay safe and yeah the closing remarks vince uh dubbed i mean subbed (laughs) (laughs) all righty bye bye